All right, we'd like to welcome onto the show the Rodine Literary Quiz team. We've got uh, Diana Token, who uh, was looking at a book called The Trouble with Perfect. Francesca de Villiers was looking at Amelia Fang and the Memory Thief. Matilda Molokelatsier was looking at The Train to Impossible Places. And Jade Ferguson was looking at Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Map of Days. So we had a bit of a spread of books here and a spread of age groups as well. Um, I'm going to start with you, Diana. Welcome to the program. Lovely to have you on first of all um these these essentially are christmas books that that we're we're going to find in the shops as we go shopping for gifts this this particular christmas and so we were hoping to get an idea of uh, of four books that uh, will be very easily available as we walk into into the bookshops so I, I want to get a sense from you of whether these books were actually any good and whether you enjoyed them so diana let's start with you uh, your book was called the trouble with perfect by helena duggan what did you think of it? I really enjoyed this book. I don't, this is kind of a mystery book. So I don't really enjoy mystery novels, but I quite enjoyed this book. Yes. And uh, can you just give me the, the plot, a very, very basic outline of the plot? Well, this takes place in Perfect, and children are going missing as long as objects like bicycles. And now everyone thinks that it's this boy named Boy. Who oh. is stealing and kidnapping everyone. All right. Uh, Helena Duggan, have you read any of her books before? No. No. I haven't heard of her either. Really? Uh, but, I mean, that that is a relatively thick book. How long yes. did it take you to get through? Well, it took me about four days. Yes. And, yeah, it yeah. was quite short. It wasn't that long. So, so you found it actually quite a gripping read, in other words. Yes. You were able to read it quickly. Yes, All and right. I quite enjoyed it. Okay, fantastic. So, So is there... Is there a girl who's the protagonist in that book? Yes. And and how is she depicted? Well, her name is Violet. Yes. And her best friend is Boy. And she has to go through the struggles of everyone telling her that her best friend is the kidnapper. And she has oh. to try and tell everyone and convince him that he isn't. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not going to ask you to give us any spoilers because obviously we don't know. We don't want to know how it ends. Um, but uh, I mean, how do you think about the way the plot is constructed? What do you think, I should say, of the way the plot is constructed well, and so forth? I think it is quite strange because in this town there are like eye plants, plants that have eyes, and it's quite strange wow. everywhere because the weather controls your moods and. It's wow. This is interesting. So, uh, I mean, I think you're an interesting brunch in general because you read a lot of different <laughs> types of literature. Yes. Is, is this one of the stranger books that you've read? Yes, it probably is one of the stranger books that really? I've read. And, and, but do you find that strangeness an interesting aspect of the yes, book? Yes, it's very interesting. Is it? And, and, and does it, does it, is it woven well into the plot of the book? Yes, I think it is woven well into the plot. It, All right, fantastic. So, so you'd recommend this book? Yes, I'd highly recommend this book. Okay. Who, who do you think it's best for? What kind of reader? I think it's for a person who enjoys like all types of books. Yes. Because I enjoy like all types of books, well, except mystery novels, but I really enjoyed this book. Do, do you think uh, it's, it's uh, planted a little seed there and you might want to read a bit more mystery yes. after this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good one. Thanks very much for that, Diana. Francesca, we, we gave you one because you, you're older and wiser now that you're 12. <laughs> but, but it was a, a sort of a younger book. 
as yes, I understand yes. it, Amelia Fang and the Memory Thief by Laura Ellen Anderson. But I thought with, with your 12-year-old imagination and, and having read so many books over the years, that, that you'd be a good person to look at this book uh, and think back to what it was like to be about six, seven years old, that, that sort of age, uh, when you were reading those sorts of books. What did you think of it? You know what? I thought the plot of the book was like actually very clever and it was very well written. Yes. Because I mean, it just took you into the world of the character. Yes. And I just thought it was like very clever written, and I actually haven't read anything like it. it was really? Actually, it was very good. Yeah. So, so just share with us exactly how it's plotted and so forth. What happens in the story? Oh well, it's actually about this um, little vampire called Amelia Fang <laughs> okay. and her friends. And, you know, um, I think there's a few books in the series, but this one's um, Amelia Fang and the Memory Thief. Yes. And it's just about how um, there's this cookie recipe, (laughs) but I don't want to really spoil it. But then (laughs) it kind of um, makes everyone forget about things and, like, kind of takes away their memories in a way. So then she has to try and um, figure out what's going on. Right. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So so is is Amelia Fang trying to solve a sort of mystery in this book? Yes, I suppose, yes. She's trying to... Firstly, figure out how to stop everyone's memories from yes. disappearing. Mm-hmm. And also, she's trying to figure out who is the um, person behind this strange incident. Right. Yes. Is it a relatively easy read? Um, yes, it definitely, I would say. Though, um, I read it in two days, yes. so I found it easy. But like... I actually quite enjoy reading easy books because, you know. <laughs> That's honest. Yes. It's just I like reading books quickly and then reading another one and another one. I like reading right. lots of books. Okay, know? high consumption. Yes, I, inf- I enjoy um, shorter books more than longer books. So uh-huh. It was really good for me as well, so okay, I really fan- enjoyed it. Fantastic. Uh, is, is Amelia Fang a comedic character? Is she funny or is she serious? Or, well, I mean, uh, um, what, what, what do you think characterizes her personality? I think she is very up loose and silly. Yes. But she also like is a tiny bit up straight because obviously you would have to like be quite smart and intelligent and be good at problem solving to figure out this mystery. Right. But at the same time, she's really fun and silly and she does have a really good sense of humor. Right. And I think she's quite popular around as well. So okay. obviously that means she has quite... You know, she's quite nice and kind and everything. So All right. I great. I'm picking up a theme here that um, that probably continues into the other books as well. And mm. there, there are lots more stronger young female characters being written these days. Definitely. Am yeah. I right about that? Definitely. I want to pick up on that thought with you guys in, in, in a while because, um, because I think there's more conscious writing when it comes to writing female characters now. And, and as young, very conscious girls, I, I, think, I think you're quite well placed to answer questions around that. Uh, can I just get an age group from you? What, what sort of age group do you think this kind of book is appropriate for? Well, I see here it says it's um, for ages six to nine. Yes. But I actually think this book would be fine for a 10-year-old as well. All right. Because, you know, it's well-written. I wouldn't say it's just like a book for younger children. It's actually very well-written oh. in like a way that young children can understand, but it's right. like still has good literature oh, and right. language. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, uh, Francesca. Uh, you, of course, Matilda, have read The Train to Impossible Places by P.G. Bell. You weren't sounding that enthusiastic about the book before we started the interview. What did you think of it? Um, I thought it kind of didn't make sense in some points and it just like confuses people. Really? And you have to like use your own imagination to come up with what on earth is happening. Really? Yes. So you've got to fill in quite a lot as the reader. Yes. All right. So so let's start from the beginning. What What is it about? 
Um, it's about this girl called Susie Smith, um, who's obsessed with physics, and um, all her friends think she's really strange, but they like don't say anything. <laughs> and then some guy called Fletch, who's a troll, tries um, comes to her house to deliver stuff with this train and uses magic, and she he calls it physics. Yeah. So like Susie's very confused, and she like wants to discover, and she hops on the train, and it just like goes off from there. All right. Um, uh, what sort of genre is this? Is this a fantasy novel? Yeah, it's no. very like about fantasy in yes. that category. Are you into fantasy? Sometimes when it makes sense. <laughs> so that is a very interesting point indeed. That that you can't just write fantasy, can you? It's actually got to. It, it's got to be plotted properly, and you've still got to have some sort of conclusion to it. Yes. Right. So so that's interesting indeed. Um, so you wouldn't recommend this book, or would you? Well, it really depends if you're one of those people that wants to like go off and like have an imagination and go crazy about it. But if you're one of those people that's like straight and forward and narrow as a ruler, then you wouldn't <laughs> enjoy this book, I don't think. All right. Is is there a, an, an adventure element to this book that yeah, you're trying to do? Yeah, it is a whole adventure. She's running away from a witch and trying to save someone that's a, a spy, but he doesn't really tell her the whole truth. So yes. there's like an element of surprise in it, of course. Is she a strong character? Yeah, she is quite strong. She's like, she kind of proves that, even though it has been proved already, yes. she also adds to the fact that women can also be smart and like into physics and stuff and not oh. like into makeup and things like that. Right. So that's an interesting thing. And, and how important do you think do you think that is when it comes to, to depicting a female character? I think that is very important to prove that women can be strong and smart because some people just think that women just like useless, just sit in the kitchen the whole day. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. and uh, But uh, uh, that's that's a very important point. I mean, the, the way female characters are written, right? Are, are you finding a lot in, in a lot of the literature that you're reading that the female characters, especially young girls, are becoming stronger? Yes, I think so. And that's very good because I'm a feminist. So like, yeah. <laughs> so you're a 12-year-old feminist. Yes. You're my kind of 12-year-old, Matilda. Um, and, and tell me, I mean, how, I'm going to ask you a more general question simply because you've brought this up. Um, when I grew up, I have to tell you, there weren't many books with strong female characters in them. The girls were only into a very specific number of things, like makeup, like growing into, up in, and into, into professions that were, you know, specifically for girls. So there weren't many female scientists. There weren't uh, many strong female characters who went out and, you know, carved a path for themselves that was very brave. I, I'm, I'm starting to hear that that's changing in, in the books that you guys read. Yes, it is changing. Go, go on, go ahead. I think um, it's really wonderful because even in the world it's changing and women are realizing that they can do whatever they want and like not like break the law and stuff, but like yes. they can go for their dreams. Like if they want to be a lawyer or a doctor or um, a politician or even president, they can do whatever they want because they're women and they can do it, I suppose. That's fantastic. Matilda, thank you so much for that. I'm, I'm not, unfortunately, if I go shopping for Christmas gifts, going to pick up that book. Do you, do you think it's a good choice for me not to buy the train to impossible places? I don't think that an adult would like that book. <laughs> I'm a very childish adult sometimes. Do you think I might like it? You might like it, <laughs> but um, I didn't, so I doubt it. <laughs>
So in, in, from from the point of view of um, of the, uh, the the sort of adventure side to the book, do, do you think that there are enough interesting places, at least included, to to be able to for, for a child to enjoy it? Um, I think that is good for a child to enjoy it because it evaluates ev- the imagination and yes. it has a lot of different places that hit different issues and things like that. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Matilda, thank you so much for looking uh, at that book for us, The Train to Impossible Places by P.G. Bell. Not such a great review for that. Uh, Jade Ferguson read Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, and this is the latest in that series called Map of Days by Ransom Riggs. Uh, Jade, how did you find this book? I thought that this was a fantastic book, and I would definitely recommend it to everyone. Why? Because it's really gripping and it shows you a lot about past um, laws and it gives you a lot of history. Okay, so that's interesting because my impression was that it was a, a book about fantasy. But are there elements of reality in there? There are definitely elements of reality in there. Can you give me an example? Um, it goes back to times when people were discriminated against for the color of their skin and that was definitely interesting to me all right so so tell me i mean uh, uh, this book um i presume is set in the united states because i know i i know his books have dealt with uh with travel to various parts of the world some of them in england some of them you know in various other places where's this book set and what happens in it This book is set in America, but it travels throughout America and also through different times, simply by stepping through a door or diving into a swimming pool, which was very interesting to me. So they basically travel through time in the book. What is the plot exactly? The plot is basically children that live with this headmistress who looks after them and they have special abilities and for that specific reason there's people that hunt them and they want to use them for bad purposes so basically they're trying to defeat these people and and what what exactly is i mean i mean i understand these children have some very strange talents well, what are the sort of things they can do well one that really stood out for me is the main character, Jacob, who can basically manipulate these monsters. And his best friend, Emma, she can create fire from her hands. And those were two that really stood out for me. All right. So, so I mean, it sounds like the elements of the book that are a little off the wall, Peculiar, to excuse the pun, if you will, uh, but uh, I mean, is it is it a frightening book in any way, in in any particular way? It can be frightening for younger readers, I definitely think, and some people may be scared of the monsters in this book. It can be quite gruesome and gory. <laughs> okay, so you've got to be a bit of a resilient reader, clearly. Um, what what sort of age would you recommend this book for? I would recommend this book for people aged 10 and up. I definitely think that even adults can definitely enjoy this book. What sort of genre is it? It's 
a bit of horror mixed with some mystery and fantasy. And and what would you say is the quality of Ransom Riggs's writing? I would say the quality is very good and descriptive, and it's always written in the right register. All right. Okay, so it looks like we've got a good review there for Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Map of Days. I personally love Ransom Riggs's writing. I think he's one of the, the finest uh, young young adult writers uh, who's actually currently writing for, for kids at the moment. So can we have a, a bit more of a general discussion? And I'm going to ask you guys to just jump in here and chat as you feel, uh, as you feel like it. Um, we'll, we've looked at the issue of strong female characters, all right? Uh, how do you feel? when you're reading about them as young women? Well, me personally, when um, I read books about female characters, I feel more connected with the book. Yes. I feel, like, proud to be a girl. (laughs) Yeah. Because, um, like, for example, in the olden days when um, women weren't allowed to vote... Yes. ...and they weren't allowed to drive their own cars... Yeah. ...and they didn't even... um, have any rights over their own children mm. and all of these dreadful things. I feel like when I read books about strong female characters, it really just enlightens me that women can do whatever they want. Yeah. And that it makes me proud to be a female. Yeah. So, yeah. Diana, do you feel the same way? Yes, I do. And when I read um, books about strong female people, <laughs> <laughs> it I can kind of relate to them since we are girls and usually like the best characters like Harry Potter are boys. But we always look at Hermione Granger, who we can all relate to, but we're not as smart as her. But (laughs) everyone looks up to her, and it's just really nice because lots of books these days have young, strong female girls. Yes. So so what what is it you guys read for fun? Matilda, what do you read for fun? I like teen books, but that are sort of like into adulthood, but not too much into adulthood. So sort of young adult. Yeah. And and what would what would those types of books be? Would would it be things like the hung, Hunger Games, for example? Um, the Hunger Games is quite good. Yes, I have a friend who's like obsessed with the Hunger Games, so yes. she's introducing me more into that. And yeah. I have I personally think I love the Princess Diaries. Oh, I like books okay. that like hit teenagehood issues with girls because I can also relate to those books easily. Yes, yes. How do those books explain female teenagehood? I mean, are they honest? They are honest, very honest. Yeah. Um, it's I can tell it's honest because I at times have been through that. Like I would recommend Mag Meg Cabot because of her character um, Mia Thermopolis, who like experiences bullies and like boy issues and all of that, yes. and it actually makes sense as she explains it and narrates through her daily life. Can I ask you a question about that, guys? Because I know that. Um, Sometimes it gets a little tricky when, as a parent especially, you, you're trying to navigate what's appropriate for your child to read round about this age. You girls are 12. Um, who decides what's, what's, a good, what's a good canon of books for you to read at this age and what's maybe not yet so appropriate? I think it's our library teacher. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, okay. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I honestly like reading children's books. Yeah. And I like to go back and read the books that I used to read as a child. Mm. And I also like books with a sense of adventure and fantasy. So uh, do, do you girls have the sense that that your your exposure to books is, is actually quite wide in terms of genre and so on? I think it's mm. quite yes, wide. It definitely. definitely. 
especially since the teachers each term we get a different category to read so you're introduced to a new category for example if you didn't like mystery yes. the teachers will say try a mystery book yes. and if you don't like it it's just one book so you won't mind but then if you do like it you're introduced to something else that you don't think you would like I've noticed that that your teachers do actually do that where they they challenge you over the holidays to read in a, a particular genre that that you may not be so familiar with so they say read one adventure book read one book about a journey uh, read a South African novel about this particular issue um, are, are you reading are you reading South African novels yes well yes um yes <laughs> yes well um when we do the literature quiz yes um the quizmaster asks a lot of questions about south african books so it's also very um helpful to know a lot about south african literature and when yes. you once you get to know it it's actually very interesting and mm. i enjoy it because like you're reading about your home you know right right so it's very interesting to read about yes so yeah it's it's it is a very interesting thing because when i was growing up we didn't really have many south african books to read are, are there lots of south african books to read matilda there are a lot of south african books and there's some books that also often like draw into other languages like afrikaans and like tswana and other languages that oh, i don't right. know but yes. i get to learn about because of the books because books are often like good to learn from yes some of your favorite authors just throw them out J.K. Rowling. <laughs> okay. Yes, definitely. I love yes. J.K. Rowling. It's amazing that you have not grown that. Oh, I would never grow um grow out Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Never. I'm definitely going to suggest it to my children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, you, Diana. Rachel Renee Russell. She's quite a good author. She wrote The Dork Diaries, which are quite famous, and I really enjoy reading books yes okay all right fantastic and, yeah, and then there's also the classical authors of yes their, 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 their books are very well written like mary shelley yes and um, louisa may alcott yeah. right are, are you a generation that actually is, is i'm interested that you've mentioned classics because i don't know of many kids reading classics now do you guys still read the classics I love classics. You do Great. My favorite type them um, not not many people know that Anne of Green Gables actually has a series yeah. and I've been reading the series and it actually uses some things I can relate to as well even though it's said very long ago like Anne's daily life and yeah. how she's like coping with Gilbert being like really sketchy and <laughs> <laughs> the complications of living back then it's very interesting to see how we've adapted and how we've stayed the same how do you connect with her when when she's living in such a different context to you because back then they were just like girls shouldn't have an imagination and like everyone's like straight as a ruler and i feel like ann is wasn't she was like more i want to be wild and go free and have an imagination and imagine things and i don't want to my mind to be captured in this bubble that says girls can't do it and i feel that for me some people like my grandma would sometimes say oh don't talk to yourself or you'll go mad or like don't write poetry or you won't grow up and get money or something like that yes. and i feel like I want to express my imagination and the way Anne expresses her imagination inspires me in that sense. Uh, the one thing I um, admire about all you, all of you is how dedicated you are to this literary quiz that happens once a year, how many books you read over the course of the year, how much poetry you ingest, the discussions that you have with each other and really your dedication to being at school early to to try to to explore all of these topics together and get to know the literature and the authors really well. Uh, but but Matilda's mentioned something very important here about what it's opened your mind to. Jade, what has 
what has reading all this literature over these years actually opened your mind to? It's definitely opened my mind to the fact that a lot of writers write differently and they don't all have the same style. And I should always be open-minded about that. And just because it's not familiar, I shouldn't leave the book. And I should always give the book a second chance if I don't like it at first. Has it, has it changed? Has consuming all this literature changed your view of the world in any way? It has. Definitely the books set in the past, they have changed my view of the world. And even some of the books I've read set in the future, I kind of imagine the world like that sometimes. And I don't know if it's accurate, but it definitely gives me something to think about. Can I ask you one, all of you, I'm going to ask you what, one last thing about empathy, because this is a conversation we have on this show all the time. And yesterday I was in a lot of trouble for saying that uh, sometimes if we are not living a person's life, we don't know, we don't understand that experience. But I believe that that's why literature is useful, because actually it helps us live another life in a way and over another few lives for the time that we are reading about that life. Can, can all four of you just give me a sense um, of how important literature becomes in opening up other people's lives and experiences to us, Diana? Well, I think um, learning about other people's lives also helped me understand how difficult some people have had it. Like if you read about war stories and th things that are going on in Syria and Afghanistan and even in the past, yes. it also teaches me how grateful I am, even though there was apartheid in the past and everything, but how grateful we are today to go to such a good school because some children don't have schools. And also my dad encourages me to like always read the newspaper and he always shows me and tells me about what's going on like in all of the wars and it just like gives me a moment to think about what's happening in other places. That's beautiful. Thank you for that, Diana. Francesca? Well, I think um, how literature opens your mind is that it gives you another perspective and if you have more than one perspective, it gives you a more open mindset mm -hmm. and if you read about other people's perspectives and lives, it really helps you to have a more open mind and you have way more empathy and start... Um, thinking about other people's feelings more and start, yeah, just starting to um, become more, um, you know, more kind. And it even makes you more intelligent because, you know, the more open your mind is, the more intelligent you are in a way. Yeah, so, yeah. I suppose. They, I mean, that's how emotional intelligence comes about. Matilda, what's your view on this? I think that I agree with Diana and Francesca because if you're just sitting on your golden chair or something and you don't really just like know anything just sitting there and just like oh look at that hobo oh shame they're so stupid because they didn't go to school and you don't understand the backstory of that hobo or like the backstory of someone looking sad on the road or the backstory of you think someone's life is so perfect but you don't understand the backstory and reading a book it introduces you to how pe other people live and to see other people's point of view and to have more sympathy for other people so that you do um, understand how people have lived. Yeah, yeah, very important indeed. Uh, Jade, I'm going to wrap with you. I think that Matilda is definitely correct and it gives you more empathy and it makes you understand what they've gone through and it opens your mind to all the possibilities and I think that's very important.
Thanks very much, all of you. What a pleasure it's been having you in studio. And real education, uh, because I, I'm so heartened to see how you were reading, the thoughts that are emanating from your reading. And uh, and I've no doubt you girls are going to go out and change the world somehow. So I, I really thank you so much for your time on the program today. Diana Tolkien, uh, Francesca de Villiers, Matilda Molokelatsie, and Jade Ferguson from Rodine School here in Parktown, Johannesburg. And they are from the Literary Quiz Team.